<laughs> I think people liked that I just um, well that I just interrupted Ramona. Which, by the way, Ramona is a Stanford Cardinal. Um, so she, uh, we should have kept her on to to defend the tree, basically. More importantly, center fielder for the yeah. Stanford Cardinal in the College World Series. Right. You know what I'm saying? This no, she not, was legit a, yeah. a great Division One athlete. Absolutely. Yes. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So let's not let's not let's not forget that part of the equation. Yeah, but we should have had her on to defend the tree, Kaplan. Yeah, listen, I think that that uh, Chris has completely taken that out of context. I believe I was <laughs> shocking. Quoted. Yeah, you know, and this is what the media does. This is they yeah. take things out of context, yeah, and then they what are you, Steve them? Kerr? All of a sudden, <laughs> that's, that's right. Very funny. All of a sudden, that is very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, although Kerr was taken out of context because the guy did add the Kevin Durant thing, and he never actually said the words Kevin Durant. We're not doing media beefs today, George. Okay, we're not. <laughs> no, doing here's what that we got to do. Here's what we got to do. There, are, there, there are a lot of rumors. There are a lot of Laker rumors, which makes it even more fun. And but before we get to those Laker fun crazy rumors. Because there's a big one out there. I think the biggest fish that's out there on this trade deadline market has already been linked to the Lakers. We'll get to that in a second. But I need to explain to people that I have had an epiphany. Okay? Here we go. Here we go. Guys. Kind of an epiphany. Let me hear about this. Guys. sounds deep. I got to come clean. Okay? I tried some cauliflower crust pizza today. Mm-hmm. And as a bread lover, okay, a lover of the carbohydrates, all right, bread, yeast, whatever comes with it, crust. The, car- the carb community Correct. Is the carb community is a perfect way to describe it. Me and the carb community, man, I am... I'm the mayor of the carb community, okay? Yeah. You, you you do, like, rolls at dinner. Like, if they say, hey, would you like us to bring bread to the table? And you all say, the crusty yeah. breads and all bring the oils listen, and all the salts. Give listen, them all to me. It is the hardest – the two hardest things for me to push aside are anything with bread or chocolate, okay? Mm-hmm. Those are the two hardest things for me to push aside. So, as a bread lover, I was skeptical of said cauliflower crust pizza, Okay? The verdict, I couldn't taste the difference. Um, okay, 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 so hold on. <laughs> I, hear, you, I hear already skepticism. There's a, couple, there's a couple things here. I couldn't taste the difference when prompted, prepared, and ready is one thing. If somebody slipped you, if That's somebody in the carb community mm-hmm. slipped you a cauliflower crust without mm-hmm. you knowing, would you have not noticed then as well, or were you forewarned no, no, to the no. point where you thought, my, I had no my, idea? My wife bought one at Costco or wherever, right? No. Put it in the oven, okay? Yep. The pizza was then out on the stove, okay? Mm-hmm. Like just, you know, on a whatever, like a plate or whatever. And I decided to grab a slice, and I ate it. I'm like, and I said to her, oh, it's pretty good. What is it? <laughs> and she's like, Oh, it's cauliflower crust. I said, Ah, oh, hold on. The tone there is important. Oh, it's cauliflower crust. As in, like, I'm pulling one over on you. Was that part of the equation? I need to know. I had no Sedano idea what it was. Doing. No, I think she just likes it. So she okay. had it. I did not know what it was. I just assumed it was a regular pizza because we've got a bunch of those, too, uh, in the freezer. So I ate it, and I was like, get out of here. I didn't believe it at first. And then I, had, I made her show me the box. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> look at that. So the verdict couldn't taste the difference. Sorry. So yeah. So so you got a. I needed one last detail that you left out until you okay. got to it, which was this was a frozen cauliflower pizza. Mm-hmm. Now let me tell you something. If you're in the grocery store 
and you go to the frozen pizza section and you find cauliflower pizza, you should buy it and you should try it because for you, this is news. For me, I'm long into cauliflower okay, crust. Okay, sorry. And, I didn't realize you are like and the feel like I, Hold on. I, I feel I like I showed up to the party first for the I, first I, I time. I didn't re- I, yeah, that it could be true. I didn't realize you were the bane of oh, yeah. cauliflower oh. crust pizza. Oh, right? you're talking or, to you it. Know, I merely adopted cauliflower right. crust. You were born in cauliflower oh, crust. Let me tell you something, George. Native I mean, where you been? Where you been on cauliflower crust I, frozen you know, pizza? I, I've been in the carb community as uh, Clinton. Uh, Spectacular. I love it. I am a cauliflower guy in separate applications. I like a good crushed cauliflower as a side at dinner. Mm-hmm. I like a good curry cauliflower flour every once in a while when I'm at happy hour. You know what I mean? Cauliflower crust might be a bridge too far unless I taste it, but I trust oh, you. Will okay. love it. I trust oh, you. Will okay, love it. I'll tell you this. I've done the cauliflower rice plenty of times. Yes. It does not taste as good as rice. Oh. It is not. Okay. But cauliflower okay. crust pizza couldn't tell the difference. Yeah, you know, there's, there's an even bigger issue at, at hand here, really, and that is just in general – Things that don't really belong, like fake foods. In other words, have any of you guys tried... This is a good discussion. Ha- have any of you guys tried the meatless meat, like the plant-based yeah, meat? Yeah, all, all the time. Oh, we had yeah. uh, we had Beyond Meat tacos last night for Taco Beyond, Beyond burgers are tremendous. Okay, yeah. so, so George, I had a similar epiphany not long ago. My daughter was making tacos on a Taco Tuesday. Mm-hmm. I walk in. I see the pan. It looks to me like anything else that she'd ever made with ground beef or right. turkey meat or whatever. And I looked at it, and I said, oh, that looks good. And I tried it, and all the kids in the kitchen got silent. Like, what's he going to say? And I turned around, and I go, what's up? And they're like, how is it? I'm like, it's great. And they're like, it's not really meat, Dad. And I'm like, I would never have eaten it. I would never have tried it. I would right. never have believed it. It yeah. was amazing. I got to admit. Yeah, it's delicious. I may have meatless turkey meat on a cauliflower pizza. Meatless yeah. meat. You can just call it non-meat, you know. Right. Oh, is that what it's called? <laughs> plant-based. Plant-based. Oh, plant-based. Yes. Plant-based. Plant-based, plant-based. diet, Captain. <laughs> not, not meatless meat. <laughs> now, Laura, Laura's a cauliflower connoisseur. Laura is in on this, yes? I am. I love buffalo, like, cauliflower. Yeah, yeah buffalo it, cauliflower is great. In so on that. Good. But you, what are you talking about wings? Like you're talking about wings breaded with cauliflower? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so no, no, no. So they call them uh, cauliflower wings, but it's literally just deep fried. And then, so they call them wings, but it's just deep fried cauliflower with buffalo sauce on them. Well, so I mean, you fry anything, it's going to taste good. Yeah. So right, but good. you can't call them wings. That's I what mean, they that's, call them. The restaurant I, calls I, I, I'm with Wait, wait, who more, calls them this? Who is they? <laughs> oh, here we go. Am I going to say the restaurant name? Could I, am no, I gonna, yeah, don't, don't, yeah, don't yeah, throw somebody under the bus. Okay. No, say it. If I get in trouble, it's Why are you going to get in trouble? I don't know. I'm just saying. Lazy Dog. They have them. They call them wings. I don't don't even know what Lazy Dog is, so there you go. (laughs) Have you guys ever watched the show The Hot Ones? I have. That's a great show. There is a great show, and they do that with some people that don't eat meat. They use cauliflower wings, and they call them cauliflower wings. I'm sure on this one. Okay. Now you say they're oh, fried, though. Can I put them in an air fryer? That's a new device that I'm just getting into. Okay, I did that. I don't know how they do them because they're so good. I tried doing them in my air fryer, and let me say, I'm a pretty good cook, but that was nasty. Oh, so, wow. I've heard a lot are of great things about air fryers. you just getting into the air fryer game, too, now that you yes. shamed me about cauliflower? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, are you just getting – how are you yes. just getting into the air fryer game? I, I'm late to the party. Like, yeah. I'm late to a lot of parties. Right, okay, then that's I had to. I had to have a victory lap when I actually felt like, wow, I was in on cauliflower pizza before George was. You were. You were. Yeah, you how were. about that? There you go. The cauliflower uh, community as well as the uh, – 
<laughs> well, I can't remember. The, the carb community. The yes, carb the carb community. community. Exactly. There's the carb Even community. Better. Even better. Um, speaking of someone who used to be part of the carb community and uh, then became yoked was Kyle Lowry. Uh, Kyle Lowry, oh, many, many uh, years ago, got into tremendous shape, even though, you know, look, obviously as a basketball player, he was in great shape, but he became even more fit. And I feel like his game went to a different level after that. And he's now linked to your Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Woj today on the Woj and Low trade deadline special that ran at, uh, I believe, 1130 this morning. He said, and I quote, hold on, I want to make sure I have the quote right. Get it right. Don't rule out the Lakers with Kyle Lowry. Hey, now. Clinton <laughs> Yates, what do you say? Woj is on television without a tie on, which makes me believe this rumor is closer to true than not. Okay, that's just how that works. I mean, he is jumping in front of cameras when he's not exactly fully suited up. I know that he's doing actual reporting because Woj is always doing actual reporting. That's a different discussion. Overall, though, I hate this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why do you hate this? I don't believe... We talked about this on Monday, about the concept of replaceability for certain players in the league and how it works and how that works for different teams to get put together. I I love Kyle Lowry. He is legitimately one of my favorite humans and people in the NBA. I just don't think that this is the squad cap to blow it up for that guy right now considering what you've got to work with it just it's it's too much you know i i don't want you know what's the oprah gif you know what i'm saying when she was talking to megan Markle, where you put your hands up like no this is not what i think makes sense do i think it would make the lakers better maybe in terms of whatever you want to qualify oh no i'd as? say yes i don't but think I don't, it's even I, close I, I don't, do you what do you mean do you don't think it's even close their depth like, takes a do i think he's hit. better than dennis schroeder a hundred times over a hundred out sure, of a hundred, I'm taking Kyle Lowry. If I got to win a championship this year, a hundred times out of a hundred, you I'm think it's going to be just Schroeder? You're not going straight up for Schroeder for Kyle Lowry. That's not no, but you're but you got to put in more for sure. Um, what do you but, put in? That's that's my issue there, George. The depth factor is what is going to get the Lakers through this playoff run, as we saw last season, and the reason why they retooled all though? those interior pieces to begin with. What do you have Trez for if you're going to trade him right now for Kyle Lowry when you well, need the that coach, depth? The coach doesn't seem to trust him all that much. Like more recently, he has played him a lot more since post All Star break. But right before the All-Star break, he was playing 20 minutes a night. Yeah, I don't know. I just This is my point, though. This is a relatively chaotic situation anyway that you got to figure out. Bringing in Kyle Lowry to dismiss your interior size and beef is not my idea of a smart move. That doesn't mean it doesn't work. I just think that's a that, – that Well, but you're still going to get Andre move. Drummond in the buyout market, I think. Okay, okay. We'll see if that works just like everything else. This is a panic situation right now, in my opinion, for the Lakers franchise. So what do you think is going to happen here? You think that, that the Lakers are going to say, hey, look, you know what? If LeBron – and if AD can't make it back fully healthy, you know, we, we can go out and get Drummond in the buyout market and we can make a trade for Lowry. And when we take those two guys and we put those two guys together with what we've got, again, keep AD and LeBron off here to the side for a moment. We think those two additions with what we've got left is championship caliber. Let me tell you No, something. it's not championship caliber because you need those two to make okay. a championship Cause, caliber. Because that's but, my point. I want to make but, that point. But I, I think that... I think both guys will be back by the playoffs, okay? I have a fairly I – f- I feel fairly confident about that, okay? So, now, my biggest question mark with the Lakers is how far – and we talked about this a little bit on Monday – how far will they fall? Now, look, 
based off what we've seen already, yeah. it's going to be a precipitous fall, right. I would right. say. Don't yeah. you agree? Yeah, based on what we saw yesterday. I mean, yesterday afternoon, it got to a point where they were down like 20-something points, and I tweeted in the fourth quarter like, why am I still watching this? What am I still doing here? There, it's not competitive. Okay, when they started the game, there were players that started the game that I went, okay, seriously, like I got to go look this guy up. I don't know who this person is. And, and when it gets to this point in the year and Devontae Kaycock is your starting center and I'm like, I really need to go do some homework on this guy. I did. And I'm like, it blows my mind to see what they put out on the floor because when you've got LeBron and AD, it doesn't really matter. You got role players. When you don't have those two guys, who are these guys wearing Laker uniforms? That's yeah. what I found myself asking yesterday. I, I don't. I don't. This to me, this is this is too much. Too many people coming in and out of the house, as my mama used to say. You know what I mean? You have a certain amount of friends. You let them in and out. Like this, just I, I don't. I don't like what the idea of this happening means for what the Lakers are doing more largely. As much as I have an don't have an issue with what actually may be the case from a roster upgrade standpoint. You know okay, what Clinton, uh, what, what, I will answer because I, I understand why you're worried about that. Too many people in and out of the house. Let me right. address that on the other side, and, and we can continue this discussion on the other side. I want to know if you're in or you're out also on cauliflower pizza, 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. People are tweeting. People, it is a very controversial uh, conversation, it? apparently. Uh, so either you're in or you're out, and where can you find the best cauliflower style pizza? Where can you know? Does someone else call it wings when they when they uh, fry up the cauliflower? <laughs> Questions that Laura need answers. Said, yeah, we need answers <laughs> to all this because Laura says that's the case. Eight seven 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 ten ESPN. But I will answer Clinton's question on the other side or concern address his concern on the other side. We will do that. We'll be back in three minutes. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash network thanks chris time to find out what money madness school of the day we have today clinton you get to pick from a three-point shot a mid-range shot or a dunk what do you got i played two guard in high school you know what i was good at knocking down the three so that's what i'll pick all right let's see it is a three-pointer Today's Money Madness School of the Day, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. That's right. You heard it. Today's Money Madness School of the Day, Loyola Chicago Ramblers. Who would have known that Loyola Chicago's name was the Ramblers? Make sure you're listening during the 5 o'clock hour for the Q2 call. It's brought to you by Harris Resort SoCal. Are you game for a getaway, kiddos? Plan your fast break to funner at HarrisSoCal.com. You've got the Money Madness School of the Day. Now make sure you're listening during the 5 p.m. hour for the cue to call. The eighth caller with the correct Madness School of the Day wins 200 bucks in cash and qualifies for the grand prize two nights in a luxury suite at Harris Resort SoCal, plus $250 in resort credit and $1,000 in spending cash. March Money Madness on 710 ESPN.
All right, so in the 5 o'clock hour, make sure you're tuning in for the cue to call. Be caller 8 with the right money, money madness school of the day, and uh, we'll get you 200 bucks, And maybe uh, and you qualify for the grand prize, as Clinton mentioned. So, all right, let me answer your question, Clinton. You said if the Lakers trade for Kyle Lowry, not Mike Lowry, Kyle Lowry, okay? Not Mike Lowry. <laughs> but Kyle Lowry, um, too many people in and out of the house. Now, normally I would agree with you. But I feel like we're in a different era of the NBA. And the reason I will say that is because last year, um, the team that faced the Lakers in the NBA Finals made one of those crazy big trades where three different guys uh, came back and they kind of rearranged their roster. But it helped solidify them in the Eastern Conference. It gave them the tools necessary to get to the NBA Finals. And if you're the Lakers, okay, and – I think LeBron and AD will be back healthy. But, again, health is relative, right? Maybe they're not 100%. Maybe they are. I don't know. But to have a guy who is championship proven, okay, who was clearly the second best player on that Toronto team when they won a championship and has been their best player the last two seasons, even last year, as they defended their title, I thought, valiantly in lost in seven games to a good Celtics team, I think this is the type of guy you would want. No disrespect to Dennis Schroeder. I think Dennis Schroeder is a really good player, but I don't think he's as good as Kyle Lowry. And if your goal is to win as many championships as possible, sometimes you make a sacrifice for the future um, in the present. And the other part is this. You know, with Montrez Harrell, and Greg, you brought this up, so I'll I'll let you make your point uh, about Montrez. Yeah, Montrez was played off of the floor last year as a big one because his defense wasn't anywhere near up to snuff, especially against a big like Nikola Jokic. And so the big man in the playoffs just doesn't play as well as as having guys like the the smaller guys. Like yeah, Anthony Davis is your big man. Yes, absolutely. He's the five in the playoffs. Right. Am I, am I really hearing this? The big men are there for fouls, okay, and rotational purposes. That's why the double situation of JaVale and Dwight was so useful from a big man standpoint last year. If you get rid of a big for a non-big – you're dealing with something that doesn't even allow you to have a chance the same way, at least in my opinion, on both ends of the floor. This is not about Kyle Lowry, all right? The guy is a great player. I understand that. I just don't think from a depth standpoint, which you have to give up to get a player like that at this stage of the season with this many things in flux, this is, this is a scramble. And I don't have a problem with the notion of a scramble. This is just not the button I would press personally. As much as I think they could use something, Scott, I, this, this is a lot, of, I, a lot of activity on the porch. Yeah, you know what I, I'm saying? I just, for, me. I, for, for me, what I'm wondering is this, okay? LeBron is concentrating right now on having to fix his body. But by the same token, LeBron is probably also thinking to himself, I may need to fix this roster. And for everybody, myself included, guilty as charged, who said before the season that the additions that the Lakers made put them on paper to be a much better team than they were when they won a championship a year ago, I think many of us have been proven thus far wrong. Now, when I say us, maybe LeBron is part of us. Maybe LeBron is saying, you know what? I'm not happy with this guy or with this guy. And maybe... If you're the Lakers, if you're looking at Kyle Lowry, if this is for real, okay, and I know Woj reported it, so everybody takes it as it's got to be in play. There's got to be some fire because there's some smoke. Yeah. Maybe this is about more than just reconstructing this year. Maybe this is about what are we going to do for the next few years, and do we think Schroeder or Montrez 
is a part of the future. I'm just using Correct. them as examples because even last night, I don't know if you guys follow this or not. Did you guys follow any of Montrez's tweets last night? Yes. No. He had a lot to say. I saw this. It's kind of weird. Um, you know, last week when he was doing all this cryptic stuff, I was like, something going on with him? Like, is this, you know, is, is he really, you know, still experiencing like a whole bunch of grief and everything from last year? But he was all kinds of cryptic last night. And I wonder if internally these new guys are feeling that LeBron's dissatisfied and he may ship them out. Right, but that's my point here. Is this really what we want in Laker Nation? Is that what we're doing? We're turning over guys after half a season. Shooter just got here. I mean, come on, man. Guy's LeBron's done that a billion times over. Like, LeBron what are we talking about LeBron is LeBron. Here? What I'm saying is that that worked once. I just, I don't know. I, this is a lot for me. All right, eyeball okay. emojis don't make me feel good. You know what I mean? And that's what Trez is out here dropping. I just, this just feels like, listen, the way you're going to win anyway is when the guys you got get better and healthy. All right, this let's go to the stuff phones. to me is too much. Yeah. Let's go to Ace in Inglewood. Ace, what do you got? Hey, Clint, I'm, I'm with you, but um, I just think I think I'm watching the Lakers' body language, and I'm wa- and I'm hearing what AD has to say. Mm-hmm. Like I, I seriously feel like they don't they don't rock with Shooter, and I think the simple fact is because he's you know he's younger, and they they need somebody they really need somebody that's going to be able to get some buckets, and he's not showing me that. I mean he you know he. he He's very inconsistent, but he is consistent. It's kind of weird. You know what I mean? He'll show me something, but then, you know, the next day, he, you know, he's not giving me what, he, you know, what, I, what I'm expecting. So, like, trading for Laurie, I think that would be a good move. I think it would be a serious good move. That way, okay. you, you know, you'll get somebody that got experience, that got championship pedigree, you know, and, and it's, a, it's, a, it's a dog, you know, so – yeah, well, yeah, Ace, I, I feel like you just agreed with me, not with Clinton. No, but I, 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 get, I get what he's saying. <laughs> what he's saying is that like it's a reasonable concern, but Lowry is an upgrade, but it's only an upgraded yeah. one place. It's one silo that gets upgraded. You know, and I think but you're losing. Yeah, this, but he brings a, a toughness that's that is is missing on this team when LeBron and AD aren't on the floor. Like I, I think that that like you don't get punked with Kyle Lowry on the floor. Ace, thank no. you for the call. Uh, let's go to Jason in West Hills. Jason, now he wants to chime in on pizza, I believe. Jason, what do you got? Hey, so I have a Lakers thing, or like a short thing afterwards. But the pizza, yeah. you guys also said plant-based as well. So yeah. in the L.A. area, there's a place called Fresh Brothers. Right. Um, Fresh Brothers offers the cauliflower pizza, and they will do plant-based proteins for you as well. Wow, okay. didn't know that. Um, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Um, the, the Lakers thing, if we get rid of Schroeder, um, and we can we know that somebody on the buyout market like Aldridge or you know uh, Drummond is around to guarantee it. I mean, I, as much as I don't want to blow up the team, I, I, I don't know what we can really do at this point. We need another score at least. Lamarcus Aldridge or Drummond at least gives you a, 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 a mid range game, and Lowry will fight for his own bucket. So if we have to, I I mean. It is what it is at this point. Like, we're in uh, unforeseen circumstances. All right, pal. Thank you so much for the time. Let me squeeze in one more before the break here. Uh, Mark in Ontario. Mark, what do you got? I think she got my name wrong. My name's Adam, actually. Oh, Adam. Um, Sorry, a lot alike, Mark and Adam. Good. Sounds the same. Yeah, um, yeah Laura, come on. Uh, What's going calling on? about both pizza. First, yeah. I'm going to start with pizza uh, because my, my girlfriend 
is making me call in about the pizza first. Uh, she actually works. <laughs> wait, for wait, a company wait. That what, does what is her name, Adam? What yeah, is her what name? What are we doing? Yes. <laughs> no, no, no. Her name is her name is Sophie. We'll give a shout out to Sophie. Sophie, shout uh, out Sophie. You're doing. You're crushing it. Um, but she also works in plant based pizza. You guys are talking cauliflower. She works for a company called Bonza. Uh, they actually do frozen pizzas also. They only summer for the pizza, but they've been doing pastas forever. Uh, Bonza, and it's made of chickpeas, and it's 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 actually ten times better. The consistency is way more like real pizza than cauliflower. So plug in Bonza. Plug this in is Sophie. starting to sound like my uh, Instagram F- feed on things that ads that I don't know about. Where do you get this stuff? <laughs> you get Bonza at Whole Foods, Target, um, and they have. They have pasta at Costco, but they do not have uh, pizza yet at Costco. The beauty of these cauliflower pizzas, just by the Uh, way, is you can eat the entire thing and not feel like pizza bloated when you're done. You know what I'm saying? I'll give you that. That's a good good upside. Adam, thank you so much for the call. All right, coming up next, we've got our game, overrated, underrated, properly rated. And then at 440, Mick Cronin, the head coach of your UCLA Bruins. You got the Bruins in, uh, you know, Thriving in the Sweet Greg's 16. Four, four teams in the Pac-12 in the Sweet 16. The USC Trojans are also in the Sweet 16. So a lot of basketball talk here today as well. But Mick Cronin at 440. But coming up in four and a half minutes, overrated, underrated, properly rated. Next, you're on 710 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. See, I really think that Chris should take the bait on that at one point and really see what he has to say. I Anyways, would agree. Yeah. yeah, I would like, I would like to know where Bit killer alert! Yeah, but it depends, it depends on the day. It would depend on who's over, who's under, and who's proper. All right, so let's do this. And, George, I feel like I never start with you anymore with these, so let's start with you. Chris Bosch, it's birthdays, birthdays. Chris Bosch, Louis Anderson, and The Undertaker, as in The Wrestler. Whew. Okay, uh, this is tough, okay, because I grew up a big wrestling stan, okay? Yeah. Um, also... Uh, I love Chris Bosh, right? Like, he, he's been on the station a bunch of times with me and uh, on different shows, and, and I love him. I, I think he's one of the nicest, coolest people I've ever covered in my entire career. So I, I'm going to start underrated with Chris Bosh because I feel like a lot of jokes were made about Chris Bosh during his career, but if you ask anyone that played with him from LeBron to Wade uh, to coaching him and Eric Spolster, they will all tell you, while LeBron was the most talented and Dwayne Wade was like the heart and soul of that particular group, right? The most important player, the thing that the guy that made it work was Chris Bosch. Because originally, I know Stephen A has talked about this, supposed to be Carmelo Anthony. And I don't think they go to four straight finals or win two championships uh, if it's Carmelo Anthony. That's just my personal opinion because you needed someone to play defense and do the little things. So I'm going to go underrated Bosch. Whoo, Louis Anderson. I'm going to say properly rated with Louis Anderson. By the way, I did run into Louis Anderson right before the pandemic in our building. I'm sorry. Uh, as a well, matter I'm sorry. of fact. Well, hold, hold, hold. What? You ran into Louis Anderson? Yeah. Yeah, Go he was on. in our building. Did he make huh. like that noise? Like, hey, hey, No, he was just Louis Anderson. He was like, hey, sorry. You know, hey. like just I almost <laughs> ran into him. Literally hey. almost ran into him. So, um, so yeah, so it was, fun. It was cool. Sorry. But I think he's properly rated. I think he's a great comedian um, from, from a particular generation. And I also think he was, he's great on that Amazon show. Um, second of all, uh, lastly, uh, exactly. Lastly, 
Uh, I'm going to go overrated on The Undertaker. I know the WrestleMania streak and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as far as, like, actual wrestling, like, he's not even close to being that good. Actually, Hulk Hogan isn't a great wrestler either, but at least he was un- – he, he changed the game. And I don't think The Undertaker changed the game. So if you're not – Whoa, that, yeah, 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 yeah. Stop it. Stop it. I, I, I'm going to jump in right here. Go. Uh, listen. All right. Undertaker changed the game. Let me explain that to you. Paul Bearer, one of the tremendous, tremendous promo guys of all time. No way. He was no no weasel. I'm sorry. When the lights drop and the bell sounds, you know what's happening. Okay? The Undertaker is severely underrated, in my opinion, as far as things that people who don't care about wrestling but who kind of have to watch wrestling absolutely care about. The Undertaker matches were always the ones I got up to go get something to drink and eat. Wow. Was it, were okay. you afraid of the Undertaker? We got no, I just didn't was think he, his matches were all that he, good. You know, a like uh, like yes, I get it. He's the dead man. He's gonna, you're gonna think he's out, and then all of a sudden he's gonna pop back up. I get it. This is a meme of generational value. It is a great like, meme, but that's it. It's overrated though. Okay, all as right. a wrestler, what is correct? Who is correctly rated, in my opinion, is Louis Anderson. Okay, yes. Louis. By the way. His work in Coming to America is very underrated. Not to mention, he is one of the hosts of the greatest game television program of all time. Including the one that I'm on, Around the Horn. That's not that one. He hosted Family Feud. Family Feud, dude. Let's play the feud. That is the greatest game show of all time. And George and I work for one. So that's how much I think about that. I think Bosch is a little overrated. All right. Well, you think uh, Bosch is overrated? I think Bosch gets a lot of credit. uh, Pardon me on this cap for being a ball player that was in the right place at the right time. And I'll tell you this: I think Chris Bosch might think he might be a little overrated because he hell no, he he knows he was in the right place at the right time. Chris Bosch, the only reason he wasn't a a a lock first ballot Hall of Famer was because it was Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, and Kobe the same year. Okay, sorry. I'm, what? That's a reasonable reason to not be okay, a first ballot that, Hall of but Famer. But, that, but any other year, if one of those guys is missing, he is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Bosh is a tremendous basketball player of a generation. Heat culture overrates Chris Bosh nationally. That's all I have to say about that. We can fight after the segment. Let me tell you something. I'm with you on this. Believe it or not, Louis Anderson, underrated, good stand-up okay. comedian, and, and a, a solid host, although he ain't no Steve Harvey. Nope. He ain't no Correct. Steve Harvey. Correct. I mean, I'm, I'm your man, Steve Harvey. We got a good one okay. for you. I love Steve Harvey. Uh, Undertaker, he's right there where he's supposed to be. He's properly rated. And Chris Bosh was the beneficiary of Dwayne Wade and LeBron James. He was the third wheel of that, that team, and I got him as overrated. You guys are ridiculous. Like, ridiculous. <laughs> or, like, you don't realize how ridiculous or, you guys or, are. You're too close to the situation. You no, love him right. too much. It has it's nothing not that he was too close to the situation. Go ahead, George. Go, my bad. Go get a basketball per- Go get some GM on the oh, phone right now and ask him what they think about Chris basketball okay. human. But Let's then, go. But then here's us. the problem. Okay. But then here's the problem. Then somebody got to be overrated. It it's the be, Undertaker. One of the no, three of within, them had to be overrated. You know the heat is what he's saying. Dude, Louis Anderson should have been overrated. That's all there is to it. Okay. But We're have to I mean, it. look, The Undertaker was Kane with better marketing. Stop. Wow. This is okay. a wrestling Who guy. Who is more this impactful is... in their sport, The Undertaker or Chris Bosh? Easily The Undertaker. Oh, of course. Course. Thank you. But, of but, course. but it's all packaging. Is that The Undertaker's music? It it's all packaging. Is. It's all packaging. There's all, it's all fluff. You know, I mean, it's not even, and it's not even good fluff. 
Paul Bearer is here to come take your soul. Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer is not even in the top 10 managers in wrestling history. <laughs> wow. He ain't no Sir Oliver Humperdinck, I'll tell you that right now. He's, the, Paul he's no Bobby Bearer. the Brain Heenan. Nobody has a better name in the history Slick. of managers than Paul Bearer. Okay? Yeah. The Slick. Big combined Give well. me oh, Slick. Give me I'm Slick doing my over eyeballs Paul Bearer. right now just like the Undertaker used to do. Give me know, Jimmy, Hart Jimmy Hart over Jimmy Paul Bearer all oh. day, every day. Jimmy Hart, okay? yeah, Jimmy Hart very ass. good. You people yeah. are made. All right, if the Undertaker We're done here. here right now. He would bop you on the head, and you would be in the ground. We are done here. We're going to talk to the man, Mick Cronin, the man of the hour, UCLA Bruins head coach, as they are in the Sweet 16. We will talk to him in two and a half minutes. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Sedano, LZ, and Cap. LZ out today. Our buddy Clint Yates is in the house. And yeah. we're... We are going to talk some tourney here with the head coach of your UCLA Bruins. Four Pac-12 schools in there, and they are thriving at the moment, and we will talk to the man of the hour in Mick Cronin. Mick, thank you so much for taking the time. We always appreciate your time, but I've got a, I've got a question for you, Mick. Before we get to basketball, we've got a very <laughs> here we important, go. important question for you. Very okay? political. Very political. Okay. So today, Mrs. Sedano uh, – decided to put a little pizza in the oven, okay? And oh. when the pizza came out of the oven at lunchtime, I grabbed the slice, and I ate it. I said to her, oh, this is pretty good for a frozen pizza. What is it? She said, it's cauliflower crust pizza. And I said, get out of here. That is not the case. And she had to show me the box because I am a carbohydrate bread lover. I was always skeptical of cauliflower pizza. The verdict is I couldn't taste I couldn't taste oh. the difference. I was going to ask you, have you been in, now that you're in L.A., ha are you in on cauliflower pizza or not, Coach? I've never heard of it. Wow. Wow. Never. I haven't heard never of it. Never heard of it. Okay. I mean, because, like, you're busy breaking down film and you've never heard of no, pizza. But he loves pizza, I'm sure. Or you've never heard of cauliflower-crusted pizza. Ne never heard of cauliflower crust. Come on. Who eats cauliflower? It's Thank you. Thank you, Coach. I'm going to take this over right now because, quite frankly, I hadn't heard about it until George brought it up either. And I was going with it because it's a thing that I presume what exists in a plant-based world, but whatever. Good for you. I, on I'm the other ask hand, want to yeah. say that I was in on this a long time ago, and I'm very much with George. This is worth time and effort, Coach. You should try the cauliflower-crusted pizza. I, 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 well, again, first of all, I would say this, guys. Okay, it would. My daughter is probably the biggest pizza lover there is all right my 14 okay. year old daughter samantha if i could sneak it in on her then i could feel like i've done something right as a father and she's eaten at least one vegetable okay. <laughs> report, report back we need to know right there so we go slip in the cauliflower pizza <laughs> right. and report back please that we, counts. No. That we, counts. we make it yourself or there, no, it's you frozen. no, you can order it. There's places that make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You buy yeah, it frozen in the store. Yeah. Right. This one was just frozen from the store. I, but I was stunned because I'm a bread lover, Mick. So I, I, I was very I'm I was skeptical. I'm going to do it. I promise. I'm, I'm going to okay. because she like she don't care if it's frozen. It could be John and Vinny's. It, it don't. It's pizza. She's eating it. So okay. Fair I just got to throw the box away. 
So she right. won't know that's what she's eating. That's okay. the whole key. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now let I, me I'll add... taste it and I'll report back. Uh, nice. th- that's what I Thank like you, to coach. hear. So, so coach, let's let's talk some basketball. As your team has thrived uh, during this tournament, you know, in the play-in against a tough Michigan State team and, and advanced and advanced and advanced here, um, you know, you hear all the, all the praise, right? This team is so tough. It's so smart. It's so disciplined. When you hear those, those comments and that praise, how does that make you feel? Well, first of all, in all seriousness, yeah, it feels great. You know, and, and the kids have really played extremely hard all season. Um, you know, it's, it's been a two-year process for us. It got interrupted by six months in a pandemic where we didn't see each other. But, uh, sure, that all feels great. But I got to, you know, since we're having a little fun, you know, I got a lot of friends sending me, you know, I get hundreds of texts. I knew it. I knew it. You know, we're going to we're gonna keep winning. And you know what I send back? Send me your bracket. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see your – send me your bracket. You know, oh, I'm telling you, I got you picked to the Final Four. Okay, send me your bracket. Oh, well, I don't have it. I had to turn it in. Hold on a minute. Everybody's got their bracket. Because <laughs> they're watching well, games crossing off their bracket. Don't tell me you don't have your bracket. No, well, no well, coach, sent coach, me a picture of the bracket. Coach, our our producer Greg Bergman, okay, is a UCLA guy, and we did kind of mock him a little bit for being a homer. But Greg, tell the man who you picked to win the championship, and we have documentation of it. The UCLA Bruins. Of there course. you go. There's your guy. You want to see his bracket? You. Uh, you you have uh, I'm, I will get your sizes and you will have gear on the way. That's wow. Lord. Yeah, wow. you have gear on the way. Wow. That could have been a lie and it would have been effective. I'm going right. to jump in. Right. Let me let me ask you. No, let me because, ask you this. Let no, me ask you this I, question, but, Coach. Though, go ahead. Pardon. upon you got you guys got to send me a copy of the bracket. I got it. We see. will. No question. <laughs> okay. We'll send you a screenshot. We've got it. Yeah. All right, well, I'm, I, I'm mean, gonna... uh, I trust you. I trust you. I love this. I love. Let me ask you this though, Coach. One of the things. First of all, you guys played more games than necessarily scheduled in terms of, you know, having to play the opening round. Yeah. But secondarily, you held teams to under 30 twice in first halves. Talk to me about that kind of defensive discipline coming into games, not just ending them. Well, we've had to get better because the teams we played late in the year, uh, three of them are in the Sweet 16. The other one, Colorado, uh, you know, is a great team, got beat in the second round. So, you know, we've been playing nothing but elite competition here for a month. And it's forced us to, if you want to win these games, you, you, you know, you, you've, we had to improve. And we had to improve, especially on the defensive end of the ball or on the uh, end of the court. And, you know, Michigan State, the first half, they played great. But our defense wasn't aggressive and physical enough. And they took it to us in the first half. But, you know, that was, that you know, the second 20 minutes in overtime. So that's 20. And then the next two games, so the next 105 minutes, our last 105 minutes of defense have been our best defense of the year. And my message to the guys is, you know, defense is why we're, uh, why we're alive and defense is why we will survive. And, and because, you're, you know, our team can score. Like, you know, I don't see us getting held to 48 points or 52 points. You know, we, we can get some buckets. So, uh, but, you know, we got Alabama's, a, you know, an elite offensive team. We give up 90, we're going home. So, you know, it's going to be a, a, a really, really tough guard for us on that end of the floor. But uh, I, I do think our, the competition that we played in the Pac-12, especially down the stretch, really forced us to get better, and, and it showed in this tournament. Coach, are you surprised, though, 
by how successful the conference has been because obviously going in, people weren't necessarily talking about the Pac-12 per se. They were talking more about the Big Ten, and the, the amount of upsets has been ridiculous. So, I mean, were you surprised by the success of the conference? Not at all. Not at all. Let's just say I have a few friends that do listen to me. Uh, their brackets are probably doing well. <laughs> <laughs> their brackets are probably doing well because, look, I, you know, obviously, I, you know, I, I was a coach at Cincinnati 13 years. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm from the Midwest, so um, I understand the West Coast, East Coast situation. And uh, but I didn't know the magnitude of it until I took the UCLA job. Mm-hmm. So you know, the West Coast bias is so so blatant um, that, that the guys that are the so-called best experts in our sport, I talk to them. They're friends of mine. They don't ever see you play. Right. They, they, right. Don't, they just don't even take the time. <clears throat> they're, they're sleeping. Uh, they're on the air doing their hits on, on your station. Uh, and then they're going home while we're tipping off. Um, it, it's, just re, it, it's, real, it's just reality. It I mean, it's just so easy to – you know, to and as in basketball is not like college football, right? There's four or five teams, and everybody else is going to the muffler bowl. So, in our <laughs> sport, teams get better, and but so you 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 got to do your diligence and 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 watch, you know, and, and it's you clearly saw teams improving during the season. Um, you know, SC and UCLA, we didn't have we didn't see our players for six months. Uh, Oregon had massive injuries until they got everybody back. It, it, what they did before that was irrelevant. You know, Oregon State the last you know the last two weeks of the season. I mean, they won three in a row on the road in the Pac-12. I mean, it just doesn't happen. So you know, you, you they're playing great. They won eight of their last nine. You got to watch though. Now you got to actually pay attention. You can't just mail it in and say. And and keep talking about Duke and Kentucky on air when they're not even going to make the tournament. I mean, it's just it's it's just, but that's easy, right? I mean, that's what people they want to hear. Well, why aren't they good? So the story is, why aren't certain teams good? Instead of like, well, who's who's improved? Like, who's gotten a lot better? Because in college basketball, you're a different team in March than you are in February. Obviously, you're way different than you were in November and December. Coach, last thing, uh, can you scout for those of us that don't know anything about Alabama other than there's a two in front of their name, scout out what Alabama presents? Uh, They've made more threes than anybody in America. And usually, guys, when a team's in a a great shooting team, they're also not explosive, uh, physical, and and rebounded. So they combine elite three-point shooting with, with with second shots, which is really hard to do. You, you know, you, I know you guys cover it all. Like in Houston, obviously Houston's in the tank now, but when the Rockets were really good making threes, they, they didn't offensive rebound. Like this team, they're an elite three-point shooting team, but they offensive rebound, which is a lethal combination because they'll just turn and throw it back to the line. So uh, their, their speed is also elite. So they're three-point shooting and their speed, and then they got a great coach, so they play very hard on the defensive end. Um, you know, Nato's does a great job. I played against him when he was at Buffalo. Uh, he, he really gets his guys to compete and buy in. And uh, they hired a great coach at Alabama. So, you know, the, the great three-point shooting, great great team speed and pace, and then and they have elite coaching. 
He's Mick Cronin, the head coach of your UCLA Bruins. They're taking on Alabama on Sunday. Sunday on TBS, Sunday afternoon. Mick, best of luck to you. Uh, keep it going, man. We want to talk to you again when you win again. And, of course, we'll get hopefully a report about cauliflower pizza after that yeah. as well. Yeah. Cauliflower pizza, I'm going to sneak it in on her. I'll get it in the oven. Do they make it with pepperoni? Yeah. They oh, do. Yeah. You can put whatever the hell you yeah. want on it. It's just the crust. <laughs> oh, that's uh, it. You will hear back. That's a lock. Then I can feel better that I got my daughter to eat a vegetable. So Sounds I appreciate good. the tip. This is big. I'm excited All right, about co- this. <laughs> All right, Coach. Thanks again, and best of luck. <laughs> I'm excited All right, about guys, this. thanks it's for having me. All right, take care. See you. There he is, Mick Cronin. I love that. I love Mick Cronin. He is, uh, he's, he's intense, and he's it's winning. Okay, and it's a lock. This is, this is the guy. This is the guy here. All right. Uh, all right, coming up next, we got what you need to know, plus the Lakers. Ooh, there is a big deal potentially brewing. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Stick around. We're back in three. 